Hi, this is Carl Mecklenburg, former Denver Broncos All-Pro linebacker and defensive captain. You're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Colbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. Every now and then, an interview gets a little out of control, things get off the rails, but sometimes that leads to some of the best conversations. In our Season 7, Episode 4 interview with Jeremy St. Louis, things just got out of control, and what triggered it was a little bit of sports gambling. If you're into sports betting, this is definitely going to be an interesting outtake for you. So, strap in, enjoy the episode. I've got the Rams going back-to-back in the Super Bowl. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl this year? Cincinnati. Really? Right. Yeah. I think the, the Super Bowl champion is going to come out of that division. Okay. Okay. That's a gutsy pick. That's a gutsy pick. Well, I mean, you look at that division. That's a that's a that's a tough, tough division. Like you look at that division. That is a tough division. Cleveland's in there, and who knows what's going to happen in Cleveland, right? Who knows? If if Deshaun gets six games and comes in plays, that means he's got what, twelve games that he can play still in, right? Mm-hmm. Twelve games he can play in. So I mean, who knows what the Browns can do, right? So You've got the Browns in that division, the Bengals, the Ravens, I think are going to be okay. I I have high hopes for Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. I think that Pittsburgh is a little underrated. I think that they're, you know, I think they're getting plus 675 the last time I checked to win that division. I thought Mm. that was a little bit disrespectful because that's not a bad team. That is not a team that is plus 675, but you look at that division. I would actually pick Pittsburgh to do better than the Ravens, but... That's me. As we all know, as we follow the NFL, we all look at the season and we go, oh, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And then something crazy happens, right? Something that nobody thought about. And all of a sudden it's going to happen. You know what? Uh, You know what my prediction is this year? The biggest turnaround, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think they could win that division. Wow. That's gutsy. That's a gutsy. If Trent Trent Baalke gets locked up in a closet, sure. But... <laughs> I, I feel like, I yeah, feel like that too, right? his tentacles are gonna, you know, undermine Peterson somehow. Well, the problem with Balky is his gun is always pointed at his own foot. There we go. Right? He's always shoot. He's always shooting himself. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the thing. Is and and but uh, but I'm telling you, man, I I kind of like the way the Jaguars look. I I'm not. I, they're going to be better defensively, right? Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to have an actual head coach this year and not a yeah. farce that was Urban Meyer and Doug Peterson is a guy who knows how to coach quarterbacks. And I think that you're going to see a big jump for Trevor Lawrence this year. They get Travis Etienne back fully healthy, which is going to help the running game. He's also good out of the backfield. Hey, man, this Jacksonville team, I think they're going to be okay this year, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if they went 500 or better. I think they'll be fun to watch, at least. I think it'll be a very interesting team to watch. And I'm very, I mean, I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence fan and following him forever, so I, I can't wait to see him make the next step. And then getting on to the last prediction, it's early yet. It's very early yet, but it is a World Cup year. So I got to ask, who do you have winning the World Cup? (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, World Cup winner. Oh, my God. I can tell you who it's not. Who is it not? (laughs) It's not going to be Germany. 
Wow. Here we go again. I, wow. No, I think I think that's a fair I think that's a fair shout. I Thank don't think you. I don't think it'll be I don't <laughs> think it'll be Germany either. Um for many reasons. I was you know you know, I was really disappointed that Italy didn't get there. I was really disappointed in that. I thought that if there's a team that could make some waves, uh, that it could be them. But obviously, it's not going to happen. Oh, geez. A World Cup winner. Jeremy, let me ask you this. Will we see a new name on the trophy, considering I think there's only been eight or nine winners of the World Cup? No. No. Okay. I think it's going to be... I think... I don't mind Argentina. Okay. But, I mean, you look at France... Right, the way Benzema finished this—I mean, the World Cup is this summer, right? If the World Cup is happening in a month, France. Yes, I think mm. France, France, France are gonna France are gonna do it. Mbappe, Benzema, that team coming off of the season the way that they did—I think that that that's that's a team that's gonna win the World Cup. But now, right, you're gonna be in the middle of a season, right? So mm-hmm. who knows what's gonna? I think that I think that kind of throws things up in the that kind of throws things throws a wrench into certain things. I think Brazil are the favorites. To win, um, but I, I mean, you know, that's low hanging fruit, right? Yes. I mean, that's you know. So for me, I would say I think it. I think France. I would. I think France. I think France. I think I'd go with France. Okay, so I got two picks. My head says France. Okay, France right. is my pick to win. If I had to place money, it would be France. My heart, because uh, my father's from the Netherlands and, and actually played for the under twenty ones and such, is Netherlands. Is that they'll finally yep. get over the hump and get one. And yeah. they have a team that can do it, but I mean that's my heart. If I really had to pick one, it would be France. I agree with you there. I, you know what? And I'm a huge fan of the Netherlands. I have no ties to the Netherlands whatsoever, but I just feel this pull to the Netherlands. I've always loved the Netherlands. I've always loved those teams. Yeah. I've worked with some prominent players. <laughs> Pull it, man. and I just come on. And I've and I've and I I love those I, I I love the color orange like I have an orange car like I, I I have I have like three Dutch jerseys I've got like a Dutch trainer jacket it's like people oh are you are you Dutch no Saint Louis not Dutch <laughs> not even close not Dutch yeah not even close <laughs> but I work with Thomas Rongen who is a uh, you know he's he's he always says he's one of our analysts and he always says to me you know if you're not Dutch you ain't much so that's right um, yeah. I always, uh, I always gravitate towards the towards the Dutch. Let me ask you this: yeah. Would you put Would you put a hundred bucks on Canada getting out of that group? Yes, a hundred bucks. Yeah, you're going to get great odds, right? You're going to get fantastic odds. At yeah. the odds you're getting, it's it's a worthwhile bet. Because if you go match by match, Morocco, that's probably the the game they have to get the three points. Yeah, and then Belgium. I've been saying this for for a few years now, and. Maybe no one's listening. I don't care, but their backline is aging, and they can be had. So if you if you can wrestle a point, or maybe at worst go down by one to Belgium, then that Croatia game, you're you're in the zone. You're in the, you're in the position to get out of the group. Well, and Belgium, you look at that Belgium team. All right, how how many years has how many tournaments now has Belgium been? like one of the favorite teams. And everybody's like, Belgium's going to win. Belgium's going to win. This is a team that has disappointed so much. They have wasted a golden generation of players and not been able to get over the hump and win. You Like, I am a fan of Belgium. I have a Belgium jersey. I've been a supporter (laughs) of Belgium. Like, I've wanted to see this team win because they play such good football. 
And they just find a way to bottle it every single time, whether it's a mm-hmm. World Cup or a European Championship. Oh, Belgium, they're favorites. Let's go, Belgium. Let's throw some money. About- no, Belgium, brr, they're going to mess it up at some point. And I th- I completely agree with you. If Belgium get a lead in that game, they're going to sit back. They're going to take it easy. And I'm telling you, if Canada plays the way that they played during qualifying, their yes. speed is going to run teams off the field. And I Absolutely. think that the only team in that group if Canada is at, is in top gear, the only team that can keep up with them is Belgium. They will have Croatia and they will have Morocco. But I think that Belgium is the only team that if Canada is in peak form, that is the only team we would have to worry about. Mm-hmm. I agree fully. Yeah, if you're running at the likes of Ardo Reld and if I don't know if they bring back Vertonghen and Vermaelen for the tournament, but... Oh, God. Yeah, Davies running at those guys? I'm taking oh. Davies every time. Vertonghen is a training cone. Are you talking? Are you right? kidding? He's a pylon. Jeez, I'm not he's saying that because get... I'm an Arsenal fan. <laughs> he's going to be running at full speed, and Davies is going to make him look like he's standing still. Yeah, milk turns faster than him. So much for our Belgian exactly. supporters, eh? <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Belgium, Belgium, right? Belgium, right now, as we're sitting here, I looked up the odds. Belgium, twelve to one to win the World Cup, and the World Cup. So the odds are Brazil at four fifty, France okay. at five fifty, England at six hundred, and Spain at seven fifty. And then you get Germany, Argentina, ten to one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So Canada, by the way, uh, plus twenty five thousand. That's that's to win the cup, not to get out of the. That's uh, to win. Yeah, that's to win. Yeah, that's to. What is to get out of the group? Uh, let me see. Uh, while oh, we're looking it that up, it, it doesn't have in, the groups. Uh, it doesn't. But while see, we're looking at the group odds, I'll find it. Let me see. Yeah, I was gonna say Qatar is suspiciously low, just because I'm assuming the amount of corruption that's gonna happen. Qatar is gonna make it to like the final four somehow. Uh, don't, Qatar has don't the rip- same odds as Canada to win the World Cup. The same odds as Canada. Don't get me started on Qatar. I know, oh. I know exactly. I was pissed the same time. The Asian Cup, that was rigged. <laughs> oh, and Qatar, I mean, come on. I mean, we've all been, we've all, we're all soccer people. We all know, have heard the quiet parts not said out loud. We know what's going on with Qatar. They're naturalizing players that go. they think can help them win. Of course. They're mm-hmm. not Qataris. They are naturalized players, just like the U.S. has done with yeah. Germany, just like Canada's done with some of its players. Qatar is taking advantage of the system, just like everybody else is. But the fact that they have a horrific human rights record and the fact mm-hmm. that those stadiums are basically built on dead bodies is, you know, a major issue. And I don't disagree with you. They That Asian Cup was ridiculous. And yes, Qatar are getting out of the group stage. If there's a sure bet... At this World Cup, bet Qatar to get out of their group. It feels that way, yes. Plus oh 500. Guys. Plus 500 for Qatar to get out. Um, anyway, uh, I will not be putting that bet down because I am Australian and I'm still bitter from, one, them hosting the World Cup and, two, the, how they won the Asian Cup. But I'm going to put that to the side. And... Are the soccer <laughs> are the soccerers getting in me? Oh, next question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they... They they have a game against the UAE on Wednesday morning, so Wednesday afternoon. That's the AFC playoff, and then the winner of that plays Peru in the intercontinental games. They they're tactically inept. They're tactically inept. Graham Arnold, former Socceroo, he he's a great seven to the game for Australia, but he just doesn't offer much in terms of tactics, and they're either going to limp into the group stage or they're not going to get past Peru. If they don't get past the UAE, my God, man alive. There's going to be, yeah. 
well, if they do make it to the group, it's with France, Denmark, and Tunzina. So it's like, enjoy your funeral. Tunzina. Tunzina? What? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the Tunisia? That's oh yeah, sure. there, you, there you go. Now, now, yeah, Australia. They shouldn't have been. They should not have got to this position. They should have finished ahead of Saudi Arabia, but they they bottled too many games at home. So that's why they're here. Uh, yeah, let's get a new manager. Anyway, um, Canada odds to get out of the group. I did look this up, and I have them for you. One moment, please. While he's finding, yeah, let that. me know because I'll contact. I'll contact my book and put some money on that. Yeah, seriously. So anyway, while he's doing that, <clears throat> Jeremy, where can our fans reach you on social media? Uh, I can be reached on uh, Twitter. Uh, I would not recommend it because my Twitter feed is. Um, it's well. I mean, let me just say this: I operate my Twitter <laughs> feed like it's my personal account, and not rep. And it, it is. I mean, I'm a freelance contractor. I work for CBS, but I mean, I'm a freelance contractor, so CBS doesn't doesn't have sway over my social media account or anything okay. like that. So, so I basically uh, I express my opinion on Twitter, and uh, I, you know, I'm not afraid to say that guns should be banned and vaccines work, and you know, like I'm, I say that I have no problem saying that stuff. I, you know, I'm not. I'm liberal. I'm not going to be politically incorrect, but uh, I, you know, and I, I say that uh, you know, Evander Kane's hit on Kadri was dirty, and people don't agree, and that Drysaddle was not slew-footed by McKinnon. So, you know, uh, I get into some disagreements, some shake, some uh, scrapes every now and then, but for the most part, you know, it's on Twitter. I am on Twitter. On Instagram, I my Instagram feed is well, as you know, my personal account is private, but I can be reached on my professional account. Uh, on Instagram, which is uh, JSL Multimedia. Ah. And that is it. I, my Facebook account, I don't have a Facebook account. I got off of there a while ago. And that's, yeah. What else is there? <laughs> Just gave you a follow on TikTok. No, no. <laughs> I'm over 25 years of age. I do not go on TikTok. <laughs> I do not do Snapchat. Those are those are for young kids. I am not that, I am not like that. No. I mean, I've I have, you know, obviously I work with, people who are younger than me because I'm one of the old dogs in the in the in the neighborhood now but a lot of the kids that I work with they're all you know TikTok Snapchat and they're like oh there's some great stuff on TikTok and you should look at this and I'm just like no 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 <laughs> no I'm the I'm the get off I'm the get off my lawn guy right now that's that's yeah. uh that's the point that I've that's the point that I've reached I actually got to I was saying this I was saying this a while ago to somebody one of my one of my Canadian uh, friends who I used to work with, I was saying this, when did we get to the point where we looked around the newsroom and now we're the guys that we looked at when we were coming up and we're like, oh my God, that guy's so old. Like how is he even still in this business? <laughs> now I'm that guy. I'm that guy that and I feel those eyes on me. I feel those eyes on me. They look at me like, what are you talking about? Top Gun? What was that? Like, I literally work with people who had not seen Top Gun. Okay, wow. this is how young these kids are. <laughs> They've not seen Top Gun. They didn't see the Mighty Ducks. Like they, there's all these like, it's yeah, it's just a. I'm the I'm the get off my lawn guy. <laughs> the, the not in my backyard guy. <laughs> That's um, right. Now, one thing that might be in your backyard is Canada qualified from Group F at a certain bookmaker that is a partner of the show. Sports Interaction is plus two fifty. So that's okay. pretty juicy. Oh, okay, that's that. not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. That's, yeah, so that's first or second, you know. That that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Two fifty plus two fifty. Hmm, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll look at my book and uh, see see what I can get there. Wait, you're in Florida, so which which offshore book are you using? Wait, is Bovada. it legal down there? Ah, there we go. Uh, it's not legal here in Florida, but 
Um, I will tell you, like on HQ, we do a lot of gambling. We do a lot of gambling stuff. So, <laughs> so, so like a lot, like like honestly, like a lot of the our shows on our shows on Saturdays uh, in the morning, and then our like our our I guess our our morning news show, sports news program that we do on Saturdays, and then our evening sports news program that we do at 6 p.m. Eastern is all gambling stuff. Like it's all talking about the games that are coming up that night with the odds. We do, we have gambling guys that come on and they do picks on the spread. They do picks on the total. They do prop bets. So we are heavily engaged with the, with the, with, with the betting. And I mean, everybody's going that way, right? CBS is, we've been doing it actually for a long time. We're one of the people that's but really started doing it right away. Mm. But now everybody's kind of into it. We've partnered with Caesars. So Caesars is a big, uh, you know, they provide us with all the odds and, and you know, all that kind of information. We do have an actual betting podcast that they run through CBS called The Early Edge. And it's like 10 minutes and it gives you all your picks over the day in 10 minutes. It's by in your inbox by 11 a.m. Eastern time with some good gambling people that uh, that give you good picks and, and good odds. And we have some guys that go on some good runs. I'll tell you that. We have some guys that bet some significant money and win some significant money. So it's, uh, yeah, for it's not legal here, but we all have offshore we all have our offshore accounts that we uh, <laughs> that we do, and and I mean, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Like, we'll be sitting in the newsroom in the afternoon, and I, like I said, I work with kids, and we'll be sitting there, you know, after a show, and on one of the feeds, there's like a a horse race, and the guys, the kids will look at it and they'll be like, "Hey, maybe we should uh, should we throw some money on that?" <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's go. Randomly. So then they will. So they. <laughs> So they will literally gather around somebody's computer. They'll all throw some money on their offshore books onto these races. And then that's how they'll entertain themselves in the afternoon by wow. you know, just betting on betting on this stuff just for fun. And not not a lot of money. They're just kids, right? So they're betting, you know, they're doing like they're doing like little bets. But, but they have a ton of fun and they just like right now, they're all into the the college baseball. So okay. the college baseball, the college baseball, the World Series and stuff that just started all these college baseball playoffs, these guys are all over betting all over this like all over it and they're making bank too a lot of these guys are making bank on this world series on this college the college baseball awesome this episode is brought to you by sports interaction canada's most trusted sports book with betting options available from every sport you can imagine from futures and money line betting to real-time live betting during games sports interaction offers its customers the most competitive odds in canada so head on over to our website and sign up today as Sports Interaction also has a nice deposit bonus if you click on the link. It's available in every province from coast to coast. And now back to the show. And Cincinnati, eh? Cincinnati. Wow. Bengals put some money on it and Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm telling you. <laughs> ja- yeah, I'll take Jaguars over on wins. Absolutely. I lean. Yeah. I'll take some of that. What is their, hang on. What is their win? I'm going to hang on. I'm going to take a look. Hang on. I've got this on my It's got to be pretty just- low. Six, probably like a, six yeah. or seven yeah, or something. Maybe? I can't. I can't even think of being yeah, seven. I, six probably. Yeah. I just did a. I just did a bunch of notes on that because I wanted to know what the divisional odds were. Okay, so for Jacksonville in that AFC South, they are their win total is six and a half. Mm. There you go. They're plus seven fifty to win the division and mm. plus six thousand to win the AFC. See, yeah, Jacksonville, I like. And the one thing I don't like about Cincinnati is, is exactly the same thing, the schedule. So Jacksonville are going to have a, that nice bottom of the division schedule. Cincinnati, they're going to have that division winner schedule. So that, that's what scares me a little bit about them running it back in, in this season. 
You see, and with Jacksonville too, okay? So, I mean, in that division, Indianapolis is not going to be as good as they were last year, okay? So mm-hmm. I would say that, I mean, Tennessee is going to win that division probably. That would mm-hmm. be that would be what Indianapolis is favored, but if Derrick Henry is healthy, he wasn't healthy last year, right? We saw what he did when he was healthy. He basically just ran over everybody. He's healthy this year. He's going to run all over everybody. They're a plus 140 to win that division. I think that is disrespectful. So I would say that Jacksonville's main competition is probably going to be Tennessee in that division. And at six and a half wins, that's their win total. I'm taking over that. I am hammering that over. Yeah. Over six and a half for sure. I mean, they'll probably get four of them from the division alone. They'll probably beat Houston twice. They probably split with Tennessee and maybe they sneak one off Indianapolis. I mean, they did it last year. So it's possible. Well, and you look at that, you look at that AFC too. I mean, they've got three. They've got three competitive divisions there because you look at the East, right? Buffalo, New England, Miami, the Jets. The Jets are going to be trash because they always are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Buffalo, top of the division. But they're Super Bowl favorites, Buffalo, right? New England, Mac Jones apparently getting rave reviews in OTAs. And Miami, I mean, Tua, this is Tua's year. Tua's going to have to prove it this year. And he there's he can't hide. They got Tyree Kill mm-hmm. for crying out loud. You can't right. hide anymore, right? So, and that defense is going to be better. So, I mean, I would say... That's a tough division. The AFC West, I mean, Kansas City, Denver, Ridiculous. The, the Chargers, and Vegas. Like, oh my God. Like, you've got yes. four four decent quarterbacks in that division. Well, three and a half. I mean, Derek Carr, you know. It's yeah, Carr. that's a group um, of death. <laughs> right there, yeah. And then you've got Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and the other division in the North. So, you know, uh, uh, I think the Super Bowl champions coming out of the AFC, but just because I said that, it'll probably be Aaron Rodgers and the Packers coming out of the NFC. But oh, Rams again, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Stan Kroenke has one trophy, he, and he might get two with the Avalanche. He's got more than enough trophies, and now, um, now he's, he's got more. He's got he's got more trophies with his North American teams than he does with his European one. That no, that went we from a very difficult division to a very easy division. He, true, they've got a cakewalk of a division, in my opinion. And then the NFC has been weakened in general. I just think it's going to be too easy for them. They're going to be healthy. In the, in the Super Bowl, smiling against whoever the AFC gets, you know, whoever gets beaten up in the AFC side to get there. No, and that's fair too. I mean, it's, you know, they're going to, obviously it's going to be a lot more competitive in the AFC and getting out of that's going to be tougher versus yeah. the NFC where you're basically, if you're the Rams, you're, what's your only competition at this point? The Packers? Exact. That's Is it. That it? The Is Vikings, that, maybe. Eh. Uh, uh, eh. Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks. You got Brady still. Eh, yeah. I think the Bucks are the Bucks are due for uh, for a significant step back. You know, uh, one of the guys I work with, Emery Hunt, who's a who's a really good him. guy, and he's a and he's a he's a wagering. He's one of our wagering guys as well. He likes the Saints to come out of that division. Yeah, I could see that. I I can see that too. The Saints. I mean, I like Winston. And the okay, defense, so Winston, okay, 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 right? okay. Hang on, hang on. Okay, so he said this was what he said last week, and I okay. laughed on the air. I actually laughed when he said this. <laughs> okay, he had the Saints to win the division, the Saints to win the NFC, and Jameis Winston to win the MVP. That's stretch. And I said, <laughs> I said, Emery, Emery, I want whatever you've been drinking. <laughs> now, hang on a minute. I'm trying to reason for for the guy. I don't know. I don't know what he's drinking in Florida, but maybe I need some as well. But um, <laughs> Alvin Kamara is staring down a suspension. When, when that video comes out, you know what the NFL does when videos come out? Like, oh, we have to suspend. So Winston's going to have to throw because Mark Ingram can only run so much. If if the Saints are going to do all those things, then, yeah, Winston's going to have to have an MVP season. The question is, 
is Michael Thomas going to show up? Or is he going to be in this injury uh, cycle that he's been going through for the last 12 months? Well, and the thing too, like with Jameis, he's 150 to one to win the MVP, by the way. And I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I just, the Kamara thing, Michael Thomas, who else do they have? Chris Olave. I mean, I mean it's a, rookie. Adam, a rookie. Adam Adam Trotman is my breakout tight end for this season. I'm I'm getting him in every fan. Wow. What? Wow. Come on. Yeah. What? Wow. Come Adam, on. said I'm Adam, reaching with Jacksonville. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Adam, exactly. Outside of the big three tight ends and Mark Andrews, uh, Adam Trotman. He's the he's the breakout tight end for me in 2022. You know, I think Are the you going to ride that ends? horse in all your fantasy leagues? <laughs> I'm already there. Got him in my dynasty leagues, and I'm going to pick him in my that's why, that's why you're hyping him up, because you've got him in dynasty already. Yeah, he's trying to, <laughs> he's trying to wish it in existence, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to manifest, right? He's manifesting. But the, I think the breakout tight end this season could be Fryermuth. Uh, yeah, I could see it. Uh, right? Pickett's going to need a, a safety net, and I think he's a pretty big one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he could. He could. Could be. Could I, be. I mean, yeah. if we're if we're reaching, that's where I'm going, right? Hmm. <laughs> What's his well, blocking that's... like, though? Is I feel like Pittsburgh is still going to ask him to block a little bit, the way their offensive line is or has been. Well, you'd have to think that a lot of that's going to run through Najee Harris, right? I mean, yeah. who they have? Deontay Johnson. Juju's gone. So you got Claypool. Oh. <laughs> Chase Clay. I don't know I why mean, he makes I, me laugh. <laughs> just the name makes no, me laugh. No. He's like Chris Carter, right? I only catch touchdowns, Chase Claypool. <laughs> no, he makes me laugh because of the TikToks and the whatever else going on. Anyway. So you're showing your age too, Nee. Yes. Okay, so I'm looking at the okay, I'm looking at the uh oh, I mean they have George Pickens. That's not bad. That's not bad. Fryermuth, yeah, is your tight end there. But I mean God, Mitchell Trubisky, what? No. Like the fact that Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> is QB one on every depth chart for the Pittsburgh Steelers is ridiculous because it's not going to be Mitchell Trubisky. It's going to be Kenny Pickett. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be Kenny Pickett. I, I, you know what? I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. Tight ends are so hard to call, right? It's so very hard, hard a, very hard to call. It's so hard to pick a, you know, to to try and predict which tight ends are going to be decent and which tight ends are not going to be, you know, are going to be a waste. I mean, I had uh, Andrews last year, and he, he didn't do anything. He was had a very disappointing year. Yeah, I mean, it, he is. You give him a mulligan because he had like three or four quarterbacks thrown to him at different times. But I mean, he he is a he's a move tight end. He's a form wide receiver. If he doesn't enter that upper echelon, if he's not already there, I think he's he's definitely there as a top two or three guy. I think Waller takes a step back, and maybe we start to see the decline of Kelsey. You well, think yeah, Waller he... takes a step back with Devontae Adams coming in there? Yes. I think that's going to help Waller. I think that's going to help Waller. There's only so many targets to go around, though. Yeah, but that's that's a that's a throw-first offense, really. Mm. Right? Jacobs is not good enough. And you've got to, you've got to, you know, like, I mean, who else do you have? Hunter Renfro, right? That's, Pro that's who else is there. Pro Bowler. Yeah. Derek Carl likes, <laughs> I mean, Derek Carl likes him. <laughs> Yeah, when Devontae, there's no one else to throw to. Like. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller, and Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, okay. So it's basically Adams, Renfro, and Waller. 
and you'd have to think that they're going to try to they're going to double they're going to try to double Adams, right? So that's going to open up the field for Renfro. So Renfro might actually have a decent season, but I also think it's yeah. going to help Waller. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think Waller benefits. Yeah, yeah. You know, I certainly you know hope so because I have him in three fantasy leagues. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. You know, you know, you know who could benefit this this season actually is Dawson Knox. Yeah, in Buffalo. Yeah, there's there's fewer targets now. He'll become more of a figured piece. Yeah, I, he's showed think... he's shown signs of like brilliance, you know, and the limited use he had before. I think he's going to get more targets this year. I think Allen does trust him for sure. Yeah, I think that. Um, I think that you know a situation that you have where you're going to see a decline for the tight end that was good last year is Gasicki in my in Miami. Mm. I actually yeah. think Tyreek Hill is going to take targets away from him yes. because Hill's going to be that underneath guy, right? That's and right. Tua, I mean, like Tua's nickname down here is Tua Checkdown Viloa. So <laughs> because he doesn't throw anything beyond five yards in a oh, game yeah. in practice, in practice he throws these huge, he makes these huge passes in practice, but in a game. It's always checked. It's check down, check down, check down. So I think that, but Tyreek is the check down guy, right? That's what Gasicki was last year. So I think that Tyreek is going to take targets away from Gasicki. I wouldn't be surprised to see Gasicki's going to get drafted high, but I think his target share is going to go down. And especially because you have Jalen Waddle too, right? So you've got Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill, Jalen Waddle. Those are your guys who are going to spread the field for you. And, you know, Tyreek catches a five yard pass and turns it into 70. Waddle's a guy who will catch the ball 70 yards down the field if you can get it to him. That's true. That's yeah, no, hundred percent. Can Teddy you... Bridgewater get it to him? <laughs> well, <laughs> I said what hey, I my, said. <laughs> my hey, 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 my bold prediction is Teddy Bridgewater is a starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins by week ten. I co-sign wow. that. I co-sign that. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Whether through injury or performance. Yeah, injuries a injuries a likelihood. Yeah. Whether so wait, injury do you... or performance. And this is a and this is a make or break year for Tua. I mean, if they don't they don't make the playoffs this year. And and Tua doesn't show up as like a top, probably a top seven quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll move on. Oh yeah, I think Daniel Jones is the same boat. Yeah, oh, yeah, right? I would say so. Yeah, he's yeah. got to show out this year or, or see ya. And so does Zach Wilson. A hundred percent, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm not Zach I'm Wilson. not very sold Soft, on Zach Wilson. Sophomore season, and he could already be looking at the the exit door. That's incredible. That tells you just how bad the Jets organization is, right? <laughs> exactly. Well. Now hold on, hold on. Sophomore quarterback. They're gonna they're gonna Sam Darnold him. Do you do you still have the MVP odds up? Uh the I don't hang on. Let me uh I can pull those up. Hang on. Let me see. Okay. Yes, I have them here. Okay. What what's Herbert at? Plus eleven hundred. It's eleven to one. See, I, I so think, Josh Josh I Allen think, is your guy at seven to one, yeah. and it's Mahomes and Rogers at eight to one. Brady at nine to one, then Herbert at eleven to one. Okay, hmm. and Joe Burrow at thirteen to one, and then let's go all the where's, way. Down where's Where's Russell list. at? Russ is actually not that far down the list. Russ is at fifteen to one, same okay. as Matthew Stafford. Deshaun would... Watson, twenty five to one. <laughs> <laughs> His odds of winning the MVP are better than Derrick Henry. What that's, is happening? That's brutal. Like that shows you the state of the league. Like that's just not just that's just that's more than the state of the league. That's the guys that are picking this got a problem too. Yeah. I mean yeah. Jameis Winston is plus eight thousand on this list. Yeah, that's what so that's sprinkle. eighty to one. Sprinkle, little sprinkle. Yeah. No, I same I, as I, same as Tua. Same as Tua. Tua has the same odds. And so does Matt Ryan. So there you go. Yeah. I might I might place a Herbert bet. I'm a Broncos fan, okay? I'm a huge Broncos fan. 
And well, ironic- so you, must be ha- you must be happy then that uh, that Russ is coming in. So it, it's ironic because I have two teams I follow. My AFC team are the Broncos. My NFC team are the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you I, poor bastard. So I heard that, Ru- that Russ was getting traded first, and I panicked. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, shit. And then it's like, and the Broncos are getting them. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I can handle that. Right. You can handle that. I don't yeah. need to panic. That's okay. Uh, that's right. Yeah. But I just, I think he needs one year with the Broncos, maybe, maybe the following season. I'll, I'll bet him that's the MVP. Dude, he doesn't have a year, man. He's got, he's, uh, he's on the, he's in the sunset of his career at this point. No, he's not. No. Sure. He's no, what, he 33. No. Oh, come on. That's nothing for a quarterback. Now they're not allowed to get oh. hit. They're not allowed to get oh. hit. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, you're on the I same you're on the same age as me, so you've seen the league change, right? I don't think Russell Wilson is getting any better. I don't like think this he, year's gonna well, this year's gonna to. say this year's gonna this year is gonna say a lot. If he doesn't do if he, if Russ is not one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league this year, and oh, that's, he will be. that's a and that's a stretch. No, he'll be a well, top ten. When you think of when you think about the ten, I mean let's let's go through the ten, right? Josh Allen. Yeah. Right? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Pat Mahomes. Okay. So then, then who then then who are we looking at? So that's four. You want, you want to put Joe Burrow in there? So throw throw Herbert in there, right? Herbert, Herbert and Burrow. Burrow in there. Okay. Brady. Sure. Right. So what are we up to? Seven. We're at six. Dak. Yeah. That's a that's reaching, but okay. No. Nice. Matthew Stafford. That's a, that's a big reach. What? You don't think he's top ten? Matthew Stafford is a big reach. He won the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl. That doesn't make him a top ten quarterback, though. He was right? a great quarterback. Last <laughs> he had, year. He had what are you a talking top, about no the way he he's he's a top ten quarterback in the league. Okay, we're at Tyler eight. Murray. Okay, uh, it's, it's, Lamar so, hold, Jackson. So so hold on. So yeah, but the thing is, you're throwing in a lot of guys here with a lot of questions. Kirk Cousins? No, just kidding. Right, Kyler could <laughs> be a top ten quarterback. He could be bottom ten in the league next year. Right, but Kyler Kyler's going for a new contract, so Kyler's not going to. I mean, he wants a new contract. So the Kyler situation, you're right. There's question marks there. You don't right? know what you're going to get. Lamar Jackson was nothing special last season. Well, I mean, he was injured from the back end of it. Well, but so was the rest of the team. Yeah, that's true. And then they didn't replace anybody this season. Mm. Right? I don't doubt. Like to me, Lamar Jackson's a top five quarterback skill wise, but the team he's on is just not going to give him an opportunity. What about Jameis, America's quarterback? I, I like Jameis, I think, but I still think he's lacking targets. I think Jameis, when he's healthy, he, he's top 10, yeah. I put him yeah, there. But I, the, the thing is, is Russell, with what he has in Denver, is going to have a great season. Fair. There's a lot of good stuff. There's good stuff in Denver. He's got a good tight end. He's got good receivers. Great running back. running game. Yeah. yeah he's got he's got right. juice, so the ball's going to travel a little bit further. He's got, a, nice. he's got a defense that turns over the ball. Yeah. He's yeah. going to have a great season. I just, I just think his second season will be better. I think Herbert I just, is perfectly set up to have a great season. Yeah, I mean, I would think that I would not be surprised. I mean, I, I might, you know what? I might throw some money on Herbert for the MVP. That's actually not a bad shout. Yeah, it's not I, a bad I, shout. And I, I think that team significantly improved in the off season. I think he's dialed in with his, <laughs> with his receivers, and and that division's going to be a shootout. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that division is going to lend like itself. To 49. Exactly. Like exciting, yeah. high scoring games. Right. So yeah. it, all these quarterbacks are going to pile numbers up. But I just think he might be in the best position of the four of them to really put up MVP numbers. In those interdivisional games, you might not get a total score under 100. Right. Oh, yeah. Like talk about betting the over. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just smash it's the take over. the over on all their games. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All the divisional games just crush the over on that. Yeah. Oh my god, this this is so this has gone long, but it's been awesome talking to you. Jeremy. No, it's been fun. No, it's been fun. It's been great talking to you. It's we been great talking to you. We again. definitely got to link up with you again sometime and like do a dedicated like <laughs> Actually, before the season begins, we should get together and do like a prop bet episode. Yeah, I could sort. I'd be more than happy to do that. And as I said, I'm heavily involved in that stuff. I'm also heavily involved in fantasy. So, and are you, know, you are you have, com- uh, are you comfortable backing up your prop bets with bets? They could be minimum. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I could. I could certainly do that. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasts experience. Where no sport is left behind.